Greetings, comic book nerds, and welcome to episode 30 of the Polis Podcast, a bi-weekly show about comics, pop culture, and faith. My name is Chris Poirier, and with me, as always, is the one and only Hector. Only because I sue people who infringe on my copyright. That's fair, but no one's getting any cease and desist notices. Don't worry about it. But we are back for episode 30, and we're super excited. We've got a pretty awesome show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the latest news. The boys formerly of Valiant Comics have a bad idea. Toy Fair 2020 is this weekend, and Strange Adventures is coming to a store near you. All that and more coming up on this episode of The Pull List. So go ahead, strap yourselves in, and prepare yourselves for We've Got Comic Sign. Better put the word out. Get ready for the nerd We've been away for a hot minute, and January just became a hot mess of work and other things, so I apologize. But fear not, fans, we have not gone anywhere. In fact, we've actually talked a lot. Hector and I will talk kind of at the bottom of the show here today about what we think Season 2 will have in store for the pull list. We're going to wrap Season 1 with this episode, number 30. We figured that's a nice round number, and it's kind of arbitrary, so... Boom, end of season one, season two's coming. We're going to mix up the format a little bit, but we'll get to that as we get along to talking about some comics over the last couple weeks and everything, and just some of that news that we talked about. Bad Idea Comics. You heard of these folks? Just when you mentioned it at the intro. <laughs> at the top of the show. So, uh, Dinesh, Adam... Hunter Garrison, whole bunch of other folks. Basically, if some of your favorite folks from Valiant disappeared when DMG bought Valiant a little over a year ago now, all those gents have come back together and have been scheming over the last year, and they are ready to reinstitute their very own comic publisher, and it is called Bad Idea. And they're not just coming up with new comics and everything, they're also going to approach the market and kind of try to challenge the status quo in terms of comics distribution. You and I have known some folks that have thought about this, have gone after it, and kind of came up with different ideas with it. But this is the main idea. They want to cut out Diamond. They are not going to distribute via Diamond distributors whatsoever. They are going to a direct distribution model. You can't do that. Uh, well, apparently you can, or it's a bad idea. Oh, that pun is just going to keep going. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I get it. Um, so they're trying to do – I they, Dinesh would probably throw something at me if I use the word boutique, but it kind of is, right? Um, they're being – they're only going to select 20 comic stores in the first year to kind of start their idea. So – some people have said that's a bad idea because they're probably going to have really good books and it's going to be so limited distribution, getting hold of them may be difficult. But we truly don't know all the details quite yet of what Dinesh and Gang are up to, but being a rather unapologetic fanboy of everything that Dinesh did and bringing Valiant from its ashes to success to begin with, I, I think if some people can shake up the industry, it's going to be those folks. Because Dinesh just gets comics, and a lot of the stuff that he did at Valiant was bringing good creators together, telling good stories, and then above everything else, B 
being offering just amazing customer service to retailers. And that was Adam's main thing at Valiant was flipping the script that I heard from my Valiant guys like on an almost weekly basis. Um, I don't hear I never heard from Marvel ever. I we talked to DC for here and there. Boom Studios we had talked to like monthly. But Valiant really changed the whole idea of how we do customer service. And basically the idea is that's going to keep coming. So I'm pretty excited to see what they're up to. And on top of all that, it's super cool that they brought a bunch of all of our favorite folks from Valiant. So early Rumors is Matt Kent has a project. Uh, Jeff Lemire has a project. Uh, Robert Venditti has a project. So, you know, these aren't nobodies. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with all of this. One way or another, it's either a bad idea or a really good idea. So we just kind of have to sit back and wait. And Comics Pro, the retailer summit, is this week. And they're presenting there with a bunch of other folks. So I'm waiting to see if any new things come out of Comics Pro this week as they kind of give everybody. Where does that take place at? Uh, They're in Portland. Uh, They kind of go to Portland every other year. Uh, I forget where they were last year. But the last time I went was two years ago in Portland. And they're now back in Portland. So uh, I always keep track of that because that's not – that's a professional retailer summit. And I feel like lots of neat stuff comes out of that conference. Because that always leads into C2E2, which is next weekend. So lots of comic news should be putting itself together over the next couple weeks as, you know, the beginning of 2020 really gets going. And the roaring 20s go rolling along. Ugh. Can we take a bet now how many puns I'm going to jam into the next hour? I can make a bet of how many I would suggest you make. (laughs) (laughs) And how many we don't. So moving right along. The other awesome thing that happens at this time of year is the Toy Fair. And Toy Fair 2020 up in New York is starting this weekend. And that's where all the toy makers and statues and all that cool stuff get their cool things together. And they lay out their future for this year of all the neat toys and stuff that you can buy. And I miss Toy Fair magazine, just for the record. I know that's a totally different thing. But man, (laughs) I freaking loved flipping through Toy Fair and... Like it, like just letting the envy flow through me, leading me towards the dark side. And, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Miss Toy Fair, yes, open your wallets, yes. Um, similar but different, you're absolutely right. That the one thing I always love about Toy Fair is DC always goes all in, and they have released, they always release almost their entire catalog before they get there. So you can be like, cool, I need to set aside a couple hundred thousand dollars for all the cool things that are going to come out and so their 2020 lineup has already been dropped on the interwebs and we will go ahead and drop that in the show notes for all of you so you can see all of your favorite dc action figures and other things that you absolutely have to have or you want to see how they look but looking at the list there's almost 50 something new stuff looks like a line of frank cho dc Cover girl statues are continuing this year. Always going to be more Harley statues. Deceased is getting an entire action figure line, taking a look at it. So that's kind of cool. Um, 
and then all kinds of stuff in between. So the Joker crown clown prince of crime is getting a statue line. There's just always neat stuff. So there's not a lot of pictures yet, but that's what this weekend is for. Ooh, there are some pictures. What pretty? Have, the only reason I would want a deceased line is because it's the first time you get Jason Todd as Red Hood just wearing a red hoodie, like Adam Sandler style. And right, there you go. That's all I need is Jason Todd in a red hoodie. Ooh, there's some... They have a Batman who laughs like in the animated series um, style figure in this line. That looks pretty cool. I, I know, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> right? Thanks so for making me cringe. So go ahead and click that link in the bio and you'll see all kinds of wonderful stuff from the show notes about what DC is bringing the Toy Fair. If you're not familiar with Toy Fair, I will try to get a link for you for that as well, just so you can see it, because it is literally just all of the cool toys, figures, etc. for the entire year. And they have it at Javits, um, same place they do New York City Comic Con. And it's literally almost as big, but literally just toys and statues and everything. So it's pretty cool. And finally, for our news, how many people out there in Polis land really enjoyed Tom King's and Mr. Ard's uh, Mr. Miracle? Ooh. We do, Ooh, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone should have their hands up if you don't get out. Um, I mean, no, keep listening to the show. We love you, seriously. But if you didn't read it, you need to go back and read it, which is kind of surprising because we talked a lot about it. But it is, next... to be fair, it is not your standard fare of book. That is and, true. And like the main capes and the main cape community still may not fully embrace all, everything that story is. That's probably fair. But they have a new book series coming out, and they're kind of digging into DC's deep catalog once again. And so Adam Strange, uh, a totally different Doctor Strange, but, you know, he's a spaceman is the story for their next mini, and I do believe it's going to be a 12-parter. Yeah, I, I saw a 12-part. So similar format and all that, and all of the things that you have come to love about this team is present, and there's kind of like a mini-like trailer that's out on the internet, and we're going to drop that in as well, because that comes out March 4th, and basically you're going to get to take a look at another deep-cut DC character and IP from them in a story called Strange Adventures, which is kind of a throwback to old school Silver Age naming conventions of some awesome old books. But it's going to be another kind of visceral look at another DC superhero. So if you're into Tom King doing this type of stuff like he did with Mr. Miracle, and I know, Hector, you finally got around to reading uh, The Vision when he did that at DC at um, Marvel rather. Woo. Hey. Uh, and yeah, you probably learned that Tom King just is really good at this kind of story. <laughs> so I won't, I won't steal your thunder. The, we'll He's not somebody the... you want at Thanksgiving dinner. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's, right. <laughs> Nothing good probably comes from that interaction based on all of the things that came before. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Some of the early visuals look really awesome. And 
that's really going to do it for the news, kids. There's lots of stuff going on and there's lots of stuff for us to catch up on, but we wanted to get a few things in front of you. But like I said, the next couple of weeks have major conventions coming up that we should start seeing a lot of news and information of what 2020 is going to look like, especially after next weekend with C2E2, we should be hearing a lot. And also just to see if any big things come out of Comics Pro about the retailers and the publishers and what's going on in the industry. So as always, you can join us in our Facebook community at the Love Thy Nerd Facebook community. It's that easy. Go ahead and search that bad boy and you can jump in and have a conversation with Hector and I and all your other nerdy friends. So join us there and tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, or maybe if there's something that we've missed. It's time to transition to that most wonderful time of our show where we talk about those books that we have found in our polls over the last couple of weeks and the things that we enjoyed and the things that, well, maybe we didn't, but are worth bringing up here. So looking over the list for today, Hector, it looks like we've got a pretty good cross-section of things. So how about you hit us with what really jumped out at you over the last couple of weeks? Well, as you mentioned, I went back and read Tom King's Vision Arc, um, which you can pick up in two graphic novels. Um, I don't know if it's collected all in one, but I, um, I think it is. Yeah, I saw so it in two. I'll look into that. I saw it in two separate ones, but, uh, you know, it was solid. It was really good. It's the first, I don't know, like it's the first, might be the first vision book I've ever owned. And, um, but a lot, if you've seen how with the Super Bowl ad and everything else that you know that Marvel is bringing WandaVision to Disney Plus, one of the things is that it looks what some of the stuff we saw in the trailer for WandaVision looked so, so much like Tom yes. King's uh, vision arc. And it just kind of put a bug in my mind that, you know. I want to read that at some point. And then I had a down, some downtime and I'm like stuck somewhere and I can't watch videos. So I'm like, Oh, you know, I'll just pick up a book and check this out. So, um, I picked up that and man, it was just a really solid story and just further reminded me how much I love Tom King's writing and Mm. the fact that, uh, he was able to take, I mean, and realistically, dude, it was like a horror book. Right. Um, it's it's really a different feel, especially for vision in general. But and and kind of for me, it also was kind of like maybe thriller would be a slightly better connotation. But I mean, I guess it depends on how you view the type of. Because, yeah, it has a lot of different interesting. When you when you look at the murders and right. you look at well, the cover yeah. ups. And the the pure carnage of some of the stuff that goes on, it's super murdery. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, uh, spoiler alert, class. (laughs) Um, It's just some murders, not a lot. Um, a couple, (laughs) a few. But the only thing that to me that would separate this between horror and thriller is a soundtrack. Like (laughs) what you do in the background is going to make this horror or or thriller. You know, you throw a little Mission Impossible in there. Yeah, it's it's a thriller. You get some choppy piano, and by God, this is a horror book. Um, yeah. But it was just really solid. And um, 
honestly, like other stuff in Tom King's bubble, it deals with mental illness. It deals with uh, trauma. It deals with relationships and that struggle. Um, Identity, honestly, like the more I read Tom King's stuff, the more I realize this dude's seen some things. (laughs) Right. And well, and he has. And he Um, has. And he's lived through some stuff. And I'm like, okay. I feel you, bro. Um, I think the thing that would help some folks is the the base premise of this book is Vision just given his reality as an automaton. Um, he realizes that he doesn't have family. He doesn't have connections. So he literally builds himself a family. He builds himself a wife and kids. And so the story that Tom unfolds is what does a family of vision type um, robots, automatons, how does, what does life look like for them? And apparently it gets murdery really quickly. (laughs) Well, and two, they're not just strictly AI. They're also based and linked on the brainwaves of real people. Right. And... When you put real people struggle in superpowered bodies with little understanding and maturity, things get murdery. Stuff happens. Mm-hmm. On this week's episode of Black Mirror, Tom King. You know what, dude? It really was an episode of Black Mirror. And right? I'm down with that. And um, they also have some like pretty frequent faith discussions, which, you know, yes. down for that always. No, they um, come. They definitely come down to this concept of, I, if I recall correctly, a lot of discussion around cre- the meaning of creator. <laughs> and well, they, the meaning of creator, uh, and then like uh, when some stuff starts to get real, the daughter wants to pray, and she's like, "I don't know if there is a god. The concept of god seems illogical, but I would like to believe there is a god." And right. her and. Invi- like her and Vision start to pray together, and then like there's a blurb towards the end of it where, um, despite all logical understanding, there actually is a God, <laughs> and it goes into this thing of like, you know, uh, I feel that, and it was solid. Uh, it's so it's I, a good read. If folks haven't had the chance, I know I definitely put my stamp on the vi- the Vision is definitely something you should pick up. Yeah, it was. I don't regret it at all. Um, sticking with Marvel. Which I, I guess I got a lot of Marvel on my little almost list today. all of almost all of mine are yeah um, the second one would be Jessica Jones Blind Spot which uh, I feel kind of like I got rickrolled in the marketing of this not sure if you're aware but uh, that was Jessica, a digital only wasn't it or it was, was a it? digital only it's something that came out years ago yes as a digital only story and now they're printing it in a physical format. Um, I remember this because this was another one of those where the retailers are like, Hey, cool. Thanks for doing something that people will definitely read, but then doing it digital only. And by the time it hits stores, everyone will have forgotten it, including us. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's the thing. And, you know, I picked it up and I'm like, wow, this is a fresh Jessica Jones story. And it feels very much like in the vein of the Netflix series. And I'm like, Man, my first thought was when I was reading the first issue, I was like, this would have been a perfect ending to the Netflix Mm. series, you know, and then I'm like, oh, wait, this was womp, 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 basically. (laughs) Um, But no, it was it's so far there are three issues and 
someone is going around shooting uh powerful females in the head like Oof. so like uh Jessica Jones finds herself getting shot in the head like at the end of the first issue but you actually get to see Luke and Jessica as a married couple with a newborn and dealing with life and parenting and her still trying to be the detective that she is and what that looks like um but it then turns into you know we need to hunt down whoever's killing powerful women and uh what's really funny to me is i was playing marvel's ultimate alliance when it dropped late last year or mid last year whenever it was part three and there's a level with a character i have never uh, heard of in my life like in all of the years that I loitered in a comic book shop and have lived in nerd culture hard for years, I have never heard of this person. And um, But it's a monster hunter named Bloodstone. Mm. Like, she's a female with a ponytail oh. yeah, and yeah, a yeah. Tr- trench coat, and she kills monsters. Yep, Bloodstone's been around for a while, actually. Yeah, I know she's been around. But I just never heard of her. Yeah, it's interesting because Marvel like had been Elsa Bloodstone, right? They worked yeah. her in something else this year um, that was like really random, and I was like, "Oh, well, there she is." Um, yeah, because her series was back in two thousand one. She's a fairly f- new character in relatively speaking, but yeah, they like mixed her into a bunch of really random stuff. And then she kind of just straight up disappeared. She she does that a lot. She shows up, disappears, but it's like she's basically the Marvel Van Helsing type foil. Yeah, she's the Van Helsing foil with a little bit more of the um, what uh, with Bayonetta. Yes, she's Bayonetta yep. <laughs> and Bell Van Helsing together, and um, yeah, that's a lot. Um, but she was. Like, there's an issue that just had uh, Elsa Bloodstone and Jessica Jones chopping up monsters in the harbor with hatchets and having heart-to-heart conversations about life. And I just, like, literally... Because I don't know about you. When I read comics, sometimes I'm quickly, like, devouring it. And then other times I'm, like pacing myself and adding in sound effects in my mind and a soundtrack to the back of it and like really taking my time to picture and like this was one of those like i was actually it's almost like doing exegesis for scripture i'm like trying to like break it down a little by little and i'm like thinking about the feeling of the water or up to your knees the smell of the monsters the splatter of the hatchet i'm just like man there's a lot going on in these pages if you like really dive in um but uh so that was that one and then uh it was it's just so far blind spot there's three issues so far i think it's a six issue arc and it's solid if you enjoy jessica jones this is worth picking up and um one of the things was that this was also one of the first times someone else did a solo jessica jones book and so there was some iconic stuff to that um then uh, Deceased Unkillables dropped this week in DC Comics. And this is, uh, again, you know, part of the Deceased line. 
And uh, the deceased story ended up being one of my favorite reads of 2018. But one of the questions that popped up, you know, for the fanboy that I am is where the crap is Jason Todd? Um, <laughs> right. Like, I need to know these things. And um, yeah, so Hector doesn't D- sleep well at night if he doesn't know where his boy is. No, if, if I don't get some representation of Red Hood, I get a little testy. I go from Hector to Karen like that. and um, <laughs> I need to see a manager right now. Dan Didio, can I talk to Dan Didio, please? <laughs> um, no, um, he, he, he doesn't answer emails like that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was like, man, where's Jason Todd in this story? Because, you know, zombies and Jason Todd sounds like a party. And uh, Deceased Unkillables number one gives us a focus line of Deathstroke, uh, a slew of villains, including the Creeper, Vandal Savage, Solomon Grundy, Mirror Master, Bane, and I want to say Cheetah, that all survived. Ooh. Um, the onslaught. And the, the fun thing is Deathstroke s- doesn't necessarily survive at the beginning, but his healing factor heals him of the virus. Mm, interesting. Right. So there's something in Deathstroke that could cure all of this. And um, so they're literally just gathering together to hide out and ride out the storm. Um, and this was the best creeper on paper we've seen in years, which we haven't gotten a lot of creeper. Um, right. That's true. In the past, but this is the best of the creeper in like one page of comics that I've seen since Batman, the animated series or, um, yeah, I'll say that since Batman, the animated series, this is the, the best. Was he in animated series or is that, um, he was in Justice League. But- he actually came before all that. He actually does exist. Oh yeah, I know he's a comics character. I just I have he hasn't had a lot of representation. No. Um, no. Like uh And that's another like, one of those creeper number one. Not very collectible. Yeah, no. <laughs> but that's the thing, like he got more representation on the animated series and in some subsequent animation stuff than he's gotten on pages in generations. Yes. Um Definitely true. But there's great creeper stuff. But the thing that I loved about it was literally um, the story on the other side of the coin focuses on Red Hood, Cassandra Cain, and Jim Gordon. Oh, that's fun. Right. And they're a team. So you've got Red Hood, Cassandra Cain, who at this time is not orphan, but Batgirl. And um, Jim Gordon riding around together in the Batmobile trying to rescue people oh interesting and like issue one concludes with the three of them holding up to protect an orphanage and like jason todd like us orphans got to stick together and i'm like oh my heart (laughs) Um, so you nerd yeah i was that was a big deal for me um so uh there's that and uh also X-Force is still a book that I'm enjoying. Um, Marauders was my flavor when the X-Men books split off. 
just because I enjoyed the arc they were doing with Kitty Pride. Right now, I'm lost and don't know what the crap is happening. And there's not enough Kitty for my pride's sake. And I am at the place where X-Force is still pretty solid because you've got Domino and Wolverine. And one of the cool things is in the most recent issue of X-Force 7, they introduce a Nega Domino. They haven't said what her name is yet, but there is someone who is the negative flip color version of Domino. So she's all black with one white spot and she currently possesses all of Domino's luck. And dang. So uh interesting to see how that story plays out and what that's going to be but uh i you know i am still slightly bitter at having to have every mutant wedged into these books right now other than deadpool because i really feel like gail simone's domino was fantastic and I don't feel like we're getting a good representation of all of the characters that that character was. In fact, I really don't know if you're getting a solid representation of any X-Men characters right now other than Emma Frost and uh, Magneto and Xavier. Like, I don't know if anybody else is getting the full love they deserve. Because I'm reading X-Force, Marauders, and X-Men. And I feel like somehow it, everything always is about Emma or Xavier or Magneto or maybe Wolverine. But I'm just like, with this many mutants all swarming around, I shouldn't have to read Excalibur or New, or New Mutants to get a decent character story. <sighs> hmm. Exhale. That's that's eh. officially more than I know, though, because I think I mentioned episodes ago that I, I was done, I think, after the first arc that yeah, I was nobody like... nobody ever believes you when you say you're done, so yeah, you're actually but done. I, I literally haven't read an X-Book since then, so... Well, I tried. The lead-up was really good. It made my list of really good things. Sigh. <laughs> um, beyond that, the other thing I was reading uh, that I've... I'm not going to say I've loved it. But I'm happy of the direction, and this goes back to my previous fanboy discussion. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws uh, has brought back Artemis and Bizarro. Ooh. And I love me some Outlaws of out of Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro, because it truly is the dark trinity of a disgraced Batman, a disgraced Superman, and a disgraced Amazon. And I love the arc, I love the relationships, and... My only beef is they're still hanging around Lex Luthor's uh, loser squad of Mighty Duck wannabe supervillains. Ugh, stop it. And so they're all coinciding right now. And I'm really hoping they're going to drop these other kids off at Ma Gun's door so Jason can <laughs> go off and be an outlaw again. But currently standing... Uh, I've really enjoyed that. And just the fact that they brought my boy and girl back, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future, um, of that. So those are some ones that I've enjoyed reading a lot. What about and some less than a lot? Yeah. Something a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was kind of all over the place. So I'm going to talk about, first of all, I'm going to say up front to everyone that's like, you guys don't talk enough about Marvel. Well, get over it because 
I'm, we really we, do. I, we I, both, I, is that still a discussion? You just, you just talked a lot about Marvel, and uh, all my books except one are going to be Marvel, though two of them I'm going to say not so great things about, so maybe the point's valid. But um, I think it was two weeks ago. I literally went to the comic book store, and I think I walked out with all Marvel. And I was like, huh. So calm down, everyone. The, the comic book industry does this. It ebbs and flows, and... Uh, actually, it's kind of true because we're going to talk about this here in a second um, about how Batman's been doing post uh, Tom King. Uh, but I want to talk about probably one of my favorite books right now is actually a Marvel book, Gasp, and it's not Daredevil. It's Doctor Strange. What you talk about Christopher? Yeah, it's Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, and so Wade is still working on this and I tried to pick it up when Mark Wade started writing and when it was all super super like cosmosy when everything at Marvel was because we were doing the Thanos thing times a thousand I couldn't get into it but then someone's like you should really check this out Doctor Strange Surgeon Supreme is you know well he he can use his hands like he used to um he's going back to be a surgeon and Sorcerer Supreme, and the book's about the balance of the two lives. And so they give you the left and right um, controls of this that, well, he's a freaking amazing sorcerer, so he can just fix everyone. Well, he has decided that part of his oath is that using mystical powers to heal people would be in somehow, shape or form, wrong. That it has to be under his doctoral capabilities as a surgeon so he's not giving away entirely who he is though lots of people involved know who he is in the story but so there's this neat thing of you know he does lots of surgery again but he also needs to balance the oh when the earth gets in mystical trouble i'm still the guy so it's kind of been this middle of the road story of kind of the punk that we got introduced to of being all into himself so that whole ego thing is coming back into the discussion about how amazing he is um but that he also has to figure out how to heal people physically well not neglecting the mystical protection and vice versa and even though for some that might sound like a really strange comic book setup or it's exactly what comics are designed for um my humble opinion it's been pretty fun. The art's pretty great. He has this assistant that actually is balancing like both sides of it. And he's like a semi fanboy. And so there's lots of interactions between him and his assistant that is really just kind of funny because he knows both worlds of what's going on. And he just tries the fanboy. And in every book, there's almost at least one moment where he goes off and asks like 47 questions and he's like, okay, what was our deal? And he's like, I only get to ask one Cape question per day. And he's like, yeah, Wh which one do you want to use today, dude? <laughs> so that's a, that's a solid rule though. Right. <laughs> it's like, you get one Cape question a day, bro. And it's like, Oh, um, and then he goes back and files like all the paperwork for insurance and stuff like that. So like his life in the American medical system is just paperwork which hits home. So it, it's really good. I, I read two and I was like, yeah, I'm going to read three. And I think four is either out now and I just haven't read it yet. I'm behind, but 
I was like, I'm, I'm going to sub to this book. It's fun. And so if you've been looking for kind of that walking the line, Dr. Strange type story where it looks like we'll see plenty of Spider-Man again and other stuff going on. So have at it. I think it's a great um, outing for Marvel early this year. So before I get into the rest of all my wonderful Marvel books, I think we need to talk about Batman post Tom King. Um, so 86 and 89 just came out. I've not read 89. I'm a terrible person. I, did. I already understand that. Um, Cause supposedly it's supposed to be a really big deal that the entire world went out and bought thousands of books for, and they're selling for stupid amounts of money. But we can have that discussion here in a moment, but I, I'm semi fascinated by the new arc because the good news is it doesn't, there's not a hard ending point and clearly just a new creative team took on like the stuff in Batman and uh Catwoman is still a thing <laughs> where in this universe, it hasn't changed. But for me, it, felt like such a temperature change in writing and art that I went, whoa, what just happened? My brain, mm -hmm. I think, is still reconciling that, okay, they're saying words about things I should care about as I just, we literally just did these things. But um, this is an example where, for me, the visual is almost distracting me. It's not bad, but it's so different which it's I'm sure different, it's shiny, it's computer touched. It's like, yeah, it, it feels like a real mid nineties art style to me. That highly stylistic, uh, Batman. Like, I feel like if you pick up early new 52, you'd find stuff similar. Okay. Maybe... I was about to say it's straight up. There's a page, um, in issue nine where you, uh, meet a serial killer called the tooth eater. Oh, is that the new guy? No. Spoilers. Um, no, no. There is okay, there is good. a new guy that they're going to be concerned with, and apparently he's the big bad for this whole arc. Right. Um, but there's a random villain assassin person called Tooth Eater, and I swear, dude, it looks like something you would have seen as a street villain in New 52, like the first issues. Okay. I feel slightly better um, now. And I know some people absolutely love this writer and I guess it's me, Who? but I'm not in love in it. I'm, I'm a little distracted by it right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just for the record, tell me, you know, someone that absolutely loves this writer personally. Um, I feel like there's someone in the community. So we just like totally just added someone. Okay. No, not but, at, I'm like legit. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say I love Tinian. Right. I know. Uh, I've never I want audibly to. heard that. So I, I'm still reading. I will forever and always pick up a Batman book and a flash book because that's who I am. But I, um, I don't want to spoil the, you know, the new big bad or anything for anybody, but I will just say this. Um, he looks like someone tripped and fell through a rack at Goodwill. And what we see is the outcome. <laughs> so it's Macklemore? Um, it's Macklemore um, <laughs> in a daredevil mask. 
Oh, for the love. Okay, yeah, I definitely need to make it to the shop tomorrow. I'm about so to I can, send you a picture. Hang on. <laughs> so, I can, so I can catch up on this. But so uh, Just just for, look at this and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, please. Oh, no. <laughs> Some folks paid lots of money for that today. All oh. right. Comics are fascinating, and if we haven't if we haven't demonstrated that over the over the last year plus, then I'm not sure. But I don't know. But now, Batman but now feels I'm like hearing Macklemore songs as I look at this page. Right. Well, there you go. Pop I feel tags. glorious, glorious. Um. So yeah, I guess you can say, kids, that I I'm kind of delivering my first semi-negative impact on on a Batman slash DC book, but. There, I'm still curious how this is going to resolve. There is kind of like the rogues gallery coming together story here, and I always love when DC does that. So we'll see. Um, but- and you've got Harley officially on Team Bat now. And one of the big reveals is that coming up in a couple issues, we get Harley's replacement, which I think her name is Punchline. Oh, snap. Yeah, something like that. I did hear something about that. But so, you actually see her in this book as well. There's lots of stuff going on in the Batman universe, and it's one of those for a lot of fans, I think for me included, it's the you just got to see for yourself. But so, Batman 89, uh, if you are into that type of deal on first appearances of characters, um, this has at least two that it will be worth it for you to pick one up if that's your deal. And I know they're pricing all over the place, so hopefully your local shop still has one, and they're being kind to those of you that have pull lists there. Um, but I want to talk about another book I'm really happy about, and it's another Marvel book. I really enjoyed Ant-Man's Return. I may okay. be alone on that one. <laughs> but Go on. I really enjoyed... Uh, the last Ant-Man series, which has been two or three years now, um, kind of where it ended up and things like that. But I really dig where that they picked up right where it left off. Um, that Ant-Man's daughter is kind of in on the pin particle thing now and is given her shot at being a superhero. And it's a daddy daughter, um, superhero combo but it's scott lang so it's kind of funny um and i'm down for that i'm all about it so it's scott who's been kind of a screwed up dad to begin with and that's been a lot of the story in the movies and through a lot of his story in general but especially the last comic arc so the fact that they're kind of getting to explore her new powers and being the new wasp type character i've already forgotten what they called her and that's a downside um but that's kind of the fun of that that some old school ant-man villains are also coming out of the woodwork and it's just a fun book it's well drawn and it's just silly fun and every now and then that's all i want from a hero book so i'm unapologetic in saying ant-man was definitely worth going back and picking up I think number two is either out or it's about to come out. So you can catch up on that one pretty quick. So Ant-Man's back, baby. Scott Lang. 
Um, <laughs> right? Sure. Hey, man. <laughs> if they bring Grizz- if they bring Grizzly back, I'll be even more happy. But I'll Ooh. take. He has his uh, sidekick, uh, who is the dude in the man bear costume, who has been from the entire last arc. And if that dude doesn't make it into the next movie, I'm going to be sad. Because that's kind of a funny bit to the whole um, Scott Lang security thing that the movie, the movie people do not have an appreciation for at all. (laughs) But let me take this opportunity to now upset some of the Marvel fans. I read two other new books. And one of those was Star Wars Renumbered and Restarted. Is it still canon? Yeah. Anything under the new banner is. um, And Sewell is writing the main line again and also. And I kind of got bored before I got to the end of the first issue. I was like, oh, no. Usually Star Wars content is there, but... I've had we've had this discussion in the community before and between me and some of my friends of some folks want to see completely new content and I dig that and some people want to see nothing but old school fan service a lot of the mainline comic has tried to hit the middle which is you are very aware of all the characters where it falls in the canon timeline but they're stories we haven't necessarily heard it's stuff that you know nine movies aren't going to get to Right. (laughs) But unfortunately, this time around, I was like, cool. So we've got lots of Lando and I think it's post Cloud City is kind of where this new thing started. So it's right on top of a bunch of stuff we should know and understand. And as a result of that, they give us some new characters and some other stuff. But I was like, I kind of don't care because I don't see how this portion of this part of this timeline is going to give me something fulfilling. So I was kind of bummed. I did read the first two to make sure that it wasn't just like a slow start. Um, but for folks that are definitely completionists and want to see like literally every breathing moment of Luke Skywalker and and bits of his saga, I'm sure you will thoroughly enjoy it. The art's right along with what it's always been. And Swole does write good Star Wars. I just kind of got bummed by it. Eh. At least we have new Clone Wars coming. I am a Star Wars fan, like, tatted on my chest level, but I've not read Star Wars comics. Like, I it's just not a medium I've ever chased for that franchise. And, like, the only Star Wars comic I've read in adult life, or since I've been really into comics again, was uh, the one that was the backstory on... Um, uh, what's his you, face? Snoke. You can do it. Snoke. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you well, can do. But you can do better. I know I can, but I've got like a, I've got a dude that in my life he's an older gentleman that is an avid Star Wars fan, and he had every question in the world about Star Wars in regards to Snoke to me, and he was always like, "Hey man, do you think Snoke is this and Snoke is that?" And I'm like. <sighs> I'm like, I need to buy this just for this dude. So, like, I bought it, read it, and then gave him a copy. Um, Well, if you want to feel, like, feelings for Star Wars again, you need to go read pretty much any of the Vader stuff. um, Because that's also Sewell. And it's so good. Um, 
that is a little more of like early Darth Vader, you know, post Anakin, but like actually just milliseconds on the other side of what Palpatine did with Vader in the early time of establishing, nah, he's the guy and you should fear him. So it's an interesting little walk on that whole process of he's in the suit, he's Vader, now what? And it's it's kind of a fun little walk on that. Um, the Thrawn mini was really good too if you want to see the kind of canonical setup of where Grand Admiral Thrawn came from. Um, which I guess for you, because you still haven't gotten to Rebels, so you don't know why that's cool yet. Nope. So... Last thing I, I just watched the end of season four for uh, uh, Clone Wars. Oh so. man, the next two seasons are about to like hit you right in the feels, and you've already been hitting the feels. So yes. get get ready for more feels. But hey, also we got season seven of Clone Wars, you know, going live on Disney Plus this week as well. So all of us can be like super excited about Star Wars right now. So that's a good thing. Yeah, and. The last one that I picked up from Marvel that week, because like I said, it was like a pile of Marvel number one. So I was like, we should do this. I read the Weapon Plus World War Four. That's a mouthful. And I wish I didn't. Um, But it's Man-Thing and he's like in Vietnam, like stuff on the cover. And it's a really cool Man-Thing cover. And it was just kind of a uh, book. I wanted it to be, you know, Marvel's Swamp Thing uh, winter special outing, but with Man Thing, and it just wasn't. So, if you love Man Thing, then maybe it's worth at least a quick visit. But the story was just so all over the place and disjointed that I was kind of disappointed. They took the opportunity to bring us Man Thing, and then kind of basically did nothing with him. I also echo that sentiment. Who do you know that loves Man Thing? Man, I think Man Thing's pretty <laughs> awesome. The thing that depressed me a little, though, is Man-Thing is, you know, you got to look at the Swamp Thing versus Man-Thing, but Man-Thing was supposed to be slightly different, always was, but this book, I'm like, it's Swamp Thing. Like, they didn't even go out of their way to try to tell me why Man-Thing was something different. It's just Swamp Thing, and I'm like, ugh. Kill me, Smalls. Um... But the cover's cool, so if you're a Man-Thing fan and you just want a really cool cover, then get the book for that, because it's great. Don't read it. It'll make you sad. So <laughs> That's so horrible. Right? And I know we haven't done that a lot, but every now and then I do feel like if I read something and I just kind of feel meh, I, we should be honest with our, our adoring fans. Um, or it's a great opportunity for them to tell me why I'm wrong, and that's why comics are great. But I know that's all that I really pulled this week, and you had a great cross-section of stuff. So I think, Hector, we should kind of tell everybody what the future holds for the pull list. It's We've over. Been... It's been a good run. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> okay, all of you that just freaked out, we kid. We kid. Nobody freaked out. <laughs> um, if you want to send all of your notes, send them to Hector, though, because... He gave you a heart attack. Um, But we've decided we will probably go to a bit of a season type format. So when we have major breaks, we can schedule those a little better. So people aren't like, where are they? Why? 
Um, and we know some of you have, and we appreciate all of you. And that's why we wanted to get an episode out so you can hear a little bit about what's coming next and also get some books to read while we're waiting for season two, which won't be very long. We'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully, uh, all of our schedules are pretty in the clear, but we want to change up the format a little bit. Um, Hector and I have been talking about, we'll still do polls, but we might limit ourselves more to three major books a piece per week so we can get more of the story out because you guys have said you're picking up books because we're talking about them and that's awesome we're really humbled by that so we want to make those be really great things that you can go to and find and read and enjoy instead of kind of just the cross section kind of like today where it was a little bit of everything but we also kind of want to jump into the meat of some of these stories that we've been getting to or stories from the past so Hector and I have talked about, we think we want to bring to you, you know, major story arcs um, that we think are worth reading, um, quotable moments from books from previous weeks and things like that. So it's not just the whole book, but if something did stand out in the middle of a story, we want to make sure that you don't miss those types of things. And what else? Did you, There are a few things that you were thinking about, Hector. Um, I was thinking of like, we talk about like the... The one line out of everything that stands out. Yeah. Um, the one book that you wish that the one book you wanted to pick up, but just didn't like, maybe it was just the one book that, uh, you know, I like this idea, but for $4, no. And like, maybe you can reconsider it later. Um, talked about, uh, let's see about the, who do you, who we think is doing the best art right now? Like, yeah, just kind of stuff. To give everybody some more names of creatives that are out there, some good examples that we're still going to be comics. We're still going to try to get you a little bit of the important news and things that we've enjoyed, but we're trying to find that next level of depth to give you to that. It might not be an entire book. It might literally be, but you should be following this creator online because they do cool stuff. And that'll lead hopefully because to it, more. Like, if you're not following Lee Weeks's Facebook and Instagram, you should do right. that. No, um, and you should absolutely do that. Lee, I was literally while we were talking here, he popped up in my feed. He's got a Catwoman commission for C2E2. He just shared that. I was like, I'm sad inside because that is not mine. And that is amazing. Because um, yeah. Lee is an incredibly talented dude. So we want to provide you with a little more of who these folks are. And also, we're still going to keep hunting down those killer interviews and making sure that you're getting those as well so you can meet new and interesting people in the comic book industry. But I think the other thing for Hector and I is we also want to hear from you guys and what you want to hear on the poll list. So you can get that stuff to us on the Love Thy Nerd community and reach out to us on socials. We'll drop some of our social tags uh, in these show notes and everything, because it's not just about us sitting here talking about comics though. Ironically, it's about us sitting here talking about comics. It's about everybody. It's a paradox, right? <laughs> oh, well um, it's about all of us as a community coming together and enjoying the thing that we enjoy, which is comics and everything around it. So we want to hear from you just as much as you hear from us. And that might be another thing that we finally implement. Uh, we've been doing as we get them, you know, what you've been reading, 
uh, we may go to a format where we actually allow you guys to call and leave us a voicemail and tell us the things that we're not doing. So your your lovely voice may be featured on this wonderful podcast in the near future. Or technology... I will do puppets with impersonations. <laughs> or yes, we'll just do creative uh, visual reenactments of your recommendations and we'll have to do some of that into our action figure collections we could actually put together virtually anything you suggest Uh oh see we're cooking with fire now and the other thing that hector and i really hope to bring over the next season is a little more video content by little more we mean any (laughs) because that's something we haven't done before um we're thinking about doing basically our full pull list and maybe a quick a quicker video format so you can literally see the covers of these books and go oh that's the book and be able to write that stuff down and go and do that so be on the lookout for all that stuff over the next couple months as we kind of get the things together but between this show and the next one you know jump in the community or hit us up on the twitters or the other things we'll drop like i said we'll drop all our contact info in the show notes to give us some feedback of kind of the things you want to hear as the pull list here grows into the next season and hector and i do really just want to thank all of you for being along the ride for this long 30 episodes um doesn't feel like a lot but it's over a year it's thousands of downloads which is incredibly humbling to both of us that you guys kind of like comics and that's awesome so anything you wanted to add to our the future of the pull list there hector there will be more pulls more eats and pages (laughs) coming all the good things so right so that's all for the pull list podcast episode 30 it's in the can, and now it's in your ears. Episode one is a wrap. So Yay. is season one. Hey. We did it. Um, but we, we couldn't we possibly, possibly do this alone. As many of you know, we take this journey of podcast and fandom along with two other amazing podcasts on the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, Humans of Gaming with Drew and Chris. They do interviews with game designers, producers, and creators, and really get to the heart of what those folks do and why they create the fun things that they create. And then we have Free Play, which is Bubba, Matt, and Kate, that covers just about every other nerdy thing possible. It's fun. It's it's a fun podcast, and they've kind of entered their season two um, as well. Is that's kind of what's going on at Love Thy Nerd? Is we're turning that corner into that season format, and so you're starting to see new things on both of those shows over the next couple of weeks as well. So thanks for being part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to Hector and I muse about comics uh, every so often. And that's awesome. We just love you guys so much. So thank you for choosing us as your primary source of all things comic booky and generally nerdy on a near weekly basis. Don't leave us hanging. Rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We're on the iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and so much more. And we love us them five-star reviews. Give us some of them five-star reviews so good thank you guys and so thanks for listening and remember kids read more comics i'm gonna take all seven continents of the game of risk the master of epic duels